Welcome, everyone, back to episode 14 of the Mates Rates podcast. Um, last episode was probably my favorite that I have done in a long time. Um, I talked about an array of subjects. If you are new here, if this is the first time you are listening to my podcast, uh, go back to the last episode. I feel like last episode was like a really like solid uh, summary of what I do here, you know? So actually, let me, let me bring up my notes. Fuck it. We're going to we're going to do recaps, okay? Cuz this kind of goes into this week's episode. So, I spoke about uh working a shitload, which is still happening. I'll talk about that in this one. Chappelle, which I'll also talk about in this episode. And I talked about a whole bunch of shit that I've been watching online, um which you should definitely kind of check out. I love hearing from other people what they watch on YouTube because there's like some crazy statistic, like a million minutes of content gets uploaded every hour to YouTube. So there are worlds out there that I haven't even touched yet. Even like with Caitlin and I, like she watches a lot of DIY renovation, thrifting kind of ones. And I watch those videos and I'm like, wow, that shit never comes up in my feed. So, you know, drop those recommendations of what you guys watch. I'll kind of check it all out. So, and then, yeah, talked about a whole bunch of other shit. <laughs> Honestly, okay, please, if you want to listen to the last episode, go to like the last 15 minutes. I talk about like photography side hustles and this is not me trying to be like, oh, listen to the full episode. No, no, no. You can skip to the end if you want. When I start talking about photography side hustle, please listen to that shit because... I'm, it's A, very insightful, and B, very funny. I have a very funny story there. So, <laughs> and yeah, so that was a recap of last episode. And obviously, I kicked it off talking about um, what it's like kind of living with anxiety. And I'm going to preface this episode, like the first half of this episode is going to be based around like mental health stuff. Um, so I'm going to try and make it funny, <laughs> but... Sorry if it ain't, because um, sometimes it's kind of hard to crack jokes about it. Yeah, that was that was definitely my cat losing his shit. I tried to, and if you're new here, you know my cat. He goes crazy in the background sometimes. He's a Tonkinese breed. He's very vocal. So it sounds like he's being tortured 24-7. Um, and I tried to play with him. This was like my thought process, right? I was like, I'm going to play with him exude him of energy and he'll just chill didn't happen didn't happen i think he just like ate his dinner and now he's got all the energy in the world so he's going to be very crazy uh this episode but uh, as i've mentioned previously there's nothing really i can do about it so we're just gonna have to deal with that anyways going into what i first want to talk about is last episode i did talk about like kind of at length uh, not not at length because it is like I don't want to, I'm not really qualified that much to talk about mental health. I, I can only speak on what um, I experience. Uh, but I did talk about like how um, anxiety does affect my life. And I've had some thinking about it because in the last episode, I did say that like, you know, oh, coffee, you know, triggers my anxiety sometimes. And it does like, you know, that, that I think that's just like a basic statistic that um coffee does that but after that episode i just i kept having like 
anxiety attacks during the week. And I thought, you know, I just sat there and I really thought to myself, at some point I'm probably going to have to cut coffee out of my diet. And I don't want to do that. It's like, it's like a strong relationship I've built. And I live in Melbourne. You know, this is the city where coffee is like at its fucking peak, I guess you could say. Um, we have like a very strong coffee culture here in Melbourne. So it's hard to like want to give up because of that and all those type of reasons. But I had a real think about it and I'm like, you know, at some point in my life, um, probably next couple of years, I'm going to have to cut caffeine out. <laughs> it's just like inedible. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to try and enjoy it for as long as I can, you know, just, so if you are like a friend of mine from Melbourne that's listening to this, uh, hit me up for a coffee because the end is nigh <laughs> and yeah, I'm not going to have much time for coffees. Well, I'm cutting coffee out of my diet is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so moving along. So last episode, I talked about Chappelle doing SNL and I was late to the party for that because he's, he did it for election night. But there has been a massive update in the Chappelle sphere, the Chappelle world. Um, and I think this is like the third episode in a row that I have talked about Chappelle and, uh, you know, people have mixed feelings about him. It, it's whatever. It, it, it's art. You know, subjective people have their opinions. It's whatever, but I'm I'm a fan of his. You know, and if you don't like him, that's cool as well. That's fine, totally fine. Um, but I like what I was trying to preface this is I'm a fan of Chappelle because I remember watching Chappelle show as a kid. Don't know how I got away with that. Come to think of it, because I wasn't allowed to watch Simpsons as a kid, so I think like Chappelle show was just like on late at night on SBS. And I just kind of snuck into the living room with my brother and we watched Chappelle's show. Because that show came out when I was hella young. Hold up. I'm going to I'm gonna look that up. Chappelle show date, like release date, 2003. Oh, wait. I would have been 12. Okay. Not that, not that bad, but still pretty young to be watching Chappelle's show. Um, so, yeah, I remember watching that and, like, that kind of opened my eyes to a lot of comedy and sketches and like obviously I was just like a kid so I had no fucking idea and like I didn't have MTV growing up so watching like those sketch packs I guess and like those bits was like really eye-opening because I've never seen anything like that before so yeah also before we <laughs> before I get into that um my grandma like let me watch South Park bless her bless her soul she's not here with us anymore but I don't know why she let me do that because she watched it with me. I remember when the first South Park episode came out and it would have been around the same age. I would have been around that. And I remember I was just like begging my grandma. She's like, yeah, yeah, we'll watch it. And I don't think she laughed, but she just wanted to support me as like a grandson, I guess you could say. I don't know. I wish she was still around so I could fucking ask her. 97? Bullshit. I was not six years old when I watched South Park. I think I was older than that. I don't think it got released in Australia till, until a few years later. Um, but yeah, that was that was also on SBS late at night. And I think my grandma was just like uh, babysitting me. And yeah, she, made, she let me watch South Park. <laughs> so at a very impressionable age. Um, so yeah, I feel sorry for kids because I, I don't think 
there's anything like that these days for kids to watch and kind of get into. So anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. I just wanted to say that because I was, I just remember that being really funny. Um, that my grandma let me do that. <laughs> so if you, big developments, as I said before, Chappelle released like a special, I guess you could say, or it's just like a stand up session on um, his Instagram. So if you haven't checked out his Instagram, he's only got like four posts. It's the most recent one. It goes for 18 minutes. It's called Unforgiven. And I, I said this in the last episode, but this really kind of drived it home for me. Is like Chappelle doesn't, it doesn't look like he's really going to do comedy anymore. And he said it in another thing where, like another special where he was just like, I'm sick of voicing my opinion and everything has to have like a punchline to it. And that kind of really struck in this one because he didn't really have any jokes whatsoever, but he was recounting um, his time like as a comic and him getting fucked over a couple of times that really stuck with him and then finally finishing it on, on Chappelle show and saying to boycott it because he, um, he got fucked over massively in his contract. And he's just like, boycott it until they pay me because he got paid fuck all and they got paid heaps of money because he said in the thing when Netflix and HBO Max decided to restream it, um, I guess, I, I guess that's the word to use, the terminology, restream it, um, he didn't get paid a cent. And he explained that they didn't even need permission from him. They just had the rights to do it. Like they had the exclusive rights to, to Chappelle show. And there's a whole bunch of other shit. Um, in that, in the, what he said, but um, highly recommend you go watch it, even if you're not a fan, um, because his whole comeback has been really interesting. The too long didn't read um, section of it, version of it is he walked away from Chappelle, walked away from a fifty million dollar contract, and then he came back decades later to do the specials for Netflix for sixty million dollars. Um, and he talks about like the toxicity in the entertainment industry. And it's crazy because he is so right. Um, he, he's saying shit that people don't have the balls to say. And he did say that. He's saying, he said, I'm saying what the people don't have balls to say. And it's true. Like um, I'm coming up to 10 years of being in this industry Um I'm trying to be careful with my words because I'm not Chappelle. <laughs> I don't have fuck you money. I don't have the freedom he has. But uh, unfortunately, yeah, a lot of people get fucked over in this industry. This this entertainment industry, and yeah, this is obviously serious talk, I guess. I can't, I can't really see an upside to this. There is. I, I don't know. I Before I go into it, I had a really shit day today, like mentally with my depression so i had anxiety now i have the depression it's like a fucking roller coaster you know each day you just don't know what you're gonna get life's a box of chocolates so yeah um unfortunately even in my short span of my career like you know Chappelle, i guess technically has been in the industry for like 30 odd years um but next year is 10 years for me and yeah, unfortunately I have been fucked over a lot and it's hard. It, it, it's hard to talk about because 
what he says is true. Like, you know, you're scared of burning bridges. You're scared of your career. Just you could, I could wake up tomorrow and everything could be gone. And like, it's such a motivator, but it's also fucking scary to think about that. Like, you know, no one has anything against me. I can't really do like, unless I say something really fucking stupid to fuck up my career. I don't I, like, I think I'll be okay. But that fear is real for a lot of people in this entertainment industry. And for those who know, like I worked in the music industry for fucking ever. And yeah, I saw that like literally happen in front of me. People's lives just fucking finish overnight. Um, and it fucking, it sucks really. Like it's, it's like, there's so much toxicity coming from every fucking angle, you know? And, um, again, like I haven't really spoken about publicly because I never really spoke about reasons why I stopped working in the music industry. And that was one of the reasons, like it sucks because the music industry opened up so many doors for me. I would not be where I'm at today if it wasn't for the music industry, like probably not even close to where I'm at today. I have a lot to thank. A lot of, you know, managers, labels, bands, art, whatever. I have a lot of people to thank for it. But unfortunately, it's it's a this line of work, even if I even if you don't go the down the path that I did doing music videos and commercial, now doing scripted content, you're gonna get fucked at some point, you know? Um it just sucks. Like I, I and in a way, <laughs> okay. Bring it back up and bring it back up. All right. We, we're on the fucking ride of the roller coaster together, guys. Um, in a way, I'm, I'm thankful with the way that I grew up. Um, I grew up in like a good family and all that type of shit, but I did make a lot of dumb mistakes. And I like, and there was points in my life where I surrounded myself with people that I shouldn't have. But I fucking learned a lot. I learned a lot of shit in terms of watching what people say and reading people. Um, and it's that helped me a lot. That did, uh, but unfortunately, people haven't had that. Some people are so naive and they get fucked over endlessly uh, because people see that. You know, these toxic people take advantage of them and continually fuck them over. And it's hard. Like, I I wish I could sit here right now and just go through the fucking list, <laughs> just like name off every single person, but I can't. I can't because there's a lot of gatekeeping. Sucks to say, but it's it's the truth. If you've been in this industry for fucking five seconds, five years or 50 years, you know there's a lot of fucking gatekeeping, you know? Then, like, that's as far as I'm going to say. There's a lot of gatekeeping in this industry, and that's what keeps people silent. Look at the fucking... Look at the Me Too movement. People didn't talk out for fucking decades because of all of that gatekeeping. So just keep that in mind next time you think, I want to do this. Um, you know what? I still would have done it. If if I was like a teenager wanting to still do this and someone told me, yo, be careful. Watch your fucking back. You can get screwed over. This can happen. There's a lot of gatekeeping. Watch what you say. Watch what you do. Like if you see some shit, you got to stay fucking quiet. I still would have done it. I still would have kept going down this path. Um, but I hope me saying that 
uh, helps helps a lot of people. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's probably as far as I can really fucking uh, talk about uh, of it. So, you know, I, I have a lot of great times in this industry. Don't get me wrong. Like, a lot of, a lot of fucking cool things have happened because of my line of work, but it came with a lot of sacrifice and it came with a lot of like pain, I guess you could say. So this isn't, this isn't me saying, don't do it. It's a trap. <laughs> it, this is me just saying, be careful, watch your back, you know, um, find some good people, surround yourself with, with good people, people that, but then again, I, I did the same. <laughs> I surround myself with good people and I and I still saw some fucking crazy shit. I don't know. I don't have the answers. I don't. I just wish people would stop being shit, you know? Like, but I don't know. Maybe because I haven't, like, experienced any other career except for this one that I don't know everything. Like, you know, maybe people work corporate jobs. I, I did. I worked a fucking corporate and call center jobs even i'm sure there's like a lot of toxic behavior and, and gatekeeping that happens in that as well like come to think of it i'm trying to be ugh, a little optimistic as shit as it sounds like that everyone's in the same boat but who knows um but yeah just just understand it you know that's and and on that note as well like uh if you're if Speaking of music industry stuff, you know, entertainment, kind of different in a way. But uh, if you're an upcoming band, you don't need a fucking manager. I can I, I can confidently say that. Um, hell, there's like a lot of fucking... There's a lot, not a lot, but there are like a few artists that have made it and completely fucking killed it without a label. You know, I think they would have like a day-to-day manager kind of thing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, they just did it themselves. And you can do that as well. You Okay, a label is only really, in my opinion, purely my opinion from what I observed over the years. Um, a label is only good for contacts. And don't get me wrong, contacts are great. You can land fucking great tours and album collabs and fucking whatever. But those people... You want to know the secret? They're also people. You can find their emails one way or another. That goes back to what I said last week about the networking thing in the photograph in like the photography section. Please listen to that section. I think you'd gain a lot <laughs> from that. But it's true. Um, actually, you know what? I will say. I will talk about this because I know this won't fucking affect me whatsoever. Um, I got asked to be represented by a manager. Um, This was, God, this would have been just before I started. No, 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 sorry. Just as I started working with Trophy Eyes, there was a manager in America who I had heard of who was pretty well known. um, And that's as far as I'm going to say. He asked to represent me, right? And then I got the contract. And man, thank fuck I knew how to read a contract because that was the shittest thing. I was like, if this is a contract you're going to give a music video director, I want to fucking know what 
contracts you're going to give to artists because that was so pathetic. Basically, this dude wanted to take over my whole business as my like manager. So all my emails would be screened by him and he was like, oh, you know, I've got great contacts and all that type of shit. Um, and he wanted to take like, I think it was like 20% of everything, literally everything. And like back then I was making fuck all money. Um, I was hustling like a motherfucker. I was selling prints, whatever. Like I made my own shirts as well for my business and sold them. And he wanted to take 20% of all of that. And I'm like, dude, I'm living paycheck to paycheck. There was a few other things in the contract I can't really remember. Those are the main points that I just laughed at. And I was just like, see you later. And then it worked out for me. You know, I feel like I'm kind of part of that quote-unquote success story. But yeah, uh, I ended up just networking and meeting shitloads of people. Do you know what the funny thing is as well? When it comes to networking, don't say, I want to meet this. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to, we're, we're back on the good vibes, guys. We're, we're going to write it out good from now on. I see a lot of shit on TikTok and like Instagram. People want to work with Gary V. They're like, I want to work with Gary V because he's this and he's that. And like, don't get me wrong, that, that very, very high up dude. I speak very highly of him um, to an extent. Okay, like asterisks to an extent. <laughs> but he, but everyone wants to work with him, right? The problem, and I kind of had the same mentality when I was working in the music industry. I was like, I want to work with XYZ artists. I want to get to this level. I want to blah, 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 blah. What I didn't realize until I started my career is you don't need like the high-end people right off the bat. You need to kind of start small. And I know this is kind of... Uh, that was probably a poor example, but basically what I'm trying to say is don't go for the Gary V types. Go for the people that you just meet and you genuinely fuck with and you think they got a good vibe and you think you can read the conversations and the emails and you know that nothing bad's going to happen to you. Um, and, and ride with them, you know. I did a trophy, guys. I got hit up to do, you know, I... Fucking, I've probably said it a million times before, but you know they hit me up to do the their in return music video, which was their first single off their first album, um, and I earned no money off it, but I believed in them. I really, and I still do. Like, and look at them now, you know. And the only reason why I keep saying that is because it's the only story I have. <laughs> but it's true, you know. They got successful. And they took me for that ride. They could have easily just kind of booted me off from the start. They could have just done like that one music video and they said, thanks, Warwick. We'll see you later. But they didn't. We, we fucked with each other. And pause. We didn't, we didn't fuck with each other that way. You know, I'm a married man, okay? But we, we rode together, you know? And because of that, I got to meet so many other artists, managers, blah, 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 blah. That's what, that's what people need to do. They don't need to go for the Gary V types or the fucking like Blink-182s for in that example. Just start small and find people you believe in. It'll just work out. I don't know. That's like, it sucks to say. <laughs> but so much, of my, so much of my advice is literally just blanket term shit. But it's true though. It's like all this shit is so true. I was like, I don't have anything else to say because people told it to me and I was just like, oh, whatever. And it worked out. I remember actually probably one of the 
best bit of advice as I got was just before I did the first warp tour and there was a party at uh, one of the managers houses and it was like a whole bunch of fucking band people there and stuff it was fucking lit <laughs> and it was a really sick party and I remember the people at hopeless records who um, manage trophy eyes in America they were asking me, I was like, oh, is this your first warp tour? And I was just like, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, okay. Then they all said to me, oh, what did they say? They said, if you make it out of this, you'll be okay. I just remember that being weird. I was like, what do you mean? And as I said in the last episode, warp tour is a very grueling tour. It's very hard, but I survived it. It was a bit hectic, but I survived it. And that did a lot for my career. That's what got me working with Warp Tour and that's what got working with other fucking artists like Under Oath and Rise Against, like huge fucking bands. Um, and, you know, The Offspring as well. So, yeah, like, I don't know. It's weird because they gave me that blanket term advice and it fucking worked out. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, I think I think we're good on that topic uh i'm sorry i should have started out being like yo if you don't want to hear some depressing shit skip forward 10 minutes but i hope i hope you learned something from that and please 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 if you have 20 minutes out of your day go watch the Chappelle special i guess the Chappelle stand up on on his instagram it's only on his instagram unless someone's ripped it off and put it up somewhere else but I highly recommend it because it really gives you an insight of what this industry is really like. Again, I'm really grateful, but it has come with a lot of um, hard yards, you know? Anyways, let's move on. Hey, I hit a milestone. I hit a YouTube milestone, which has I'm honestly on the biggest fucking high about it. The video that I made calling Tony Robbins a scam artist, speaking of, you know, Gary V types, <laughs> hit a thousand views, a thousand. I think like my most viewed video before that was like 200 views. Um, and Caitlin keeps saying, yeah, because you talked about something controversial, you punched up on like a dude that's worth half a billion dollars. Um, of course, it's going to get a lot of traction. And yeah, it worked. A lot of mixed opinions about it, but holy shit, a thousand it's at 1200 views now and i'm honestly so stoked you know um oh yeah and this kind of relates to what i was just saying before um in the sense of like where i'm kind of at now um the problem is with the success that i've had in the music industry and the like i've i've had videos get millions and millions of views which is incredible it is fucking ridiculous ridiculous thinking that not many people have watched my work but 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 it's not my work it's a collaboration with an artist so i feel like there is appreciation for the video but more so i think it's like i think the split's more like 60 percent song 40 percent video you know what i'm saying so that's why i'm so ecstatic about this you know 1200 people have watched something that i purely made on my own um, my showreel has like nearly 2000 views, but I don't count that because I shop that around. Like, um, I'm probably not going to do it next year, but like, basically here's another, another tip for you in terms of showreels and shit, make a new one every year. I used to do one every six months, but just do it every year because it, it will show you how different everything is. 
But uh, what I used to do is I would wrap up around this time of year and my work is starting to wind down. I'd work, I'd start work planning out my showreel, thinking about the shots that I want in there, thinking about shots that I could possibly get in terms of spec work that I think would tie in together nicely. Come January, um, mid-January, I would have it finished, mid to late January. And I'd start shopping around to agencies, who clients, fucking whoever, past clients, new clients, whatever. Just shopping that around and um, sending out hundreds of emails. And that's why that video has nearly 2,000 views <laughs> because of that. Um, so that's something that I highly recommend because it has worked for me. It does suck because you hear a lot of nothing. Um, but it also has gonna me that's also helped me a lot in terms of like where i'm at now in terms of like the commercial side of things so shout out to uh the agency that i currently work with that i don't know why i haven't named yet i think i'm just going to keep that a secret kind of like noel's race no one knows what his race is so you guys aren't going to know where i work simple (laughs) Nah, I don't know. I just want to keep that part of my life separate because that's not what this is. So, yeah, um, then that's what got me because they put – actually, no, they put a call out for a job, like a freelance job, uh, like a year or so ago and – or was it two years ago? God, probably that long. Yeah, I'd probably say two years ago and that's what got me working with them now. So, yeah, shout out to them. Fucking mad legends. Our Christmas party's in two weeks. I'm gonna get, that's crazy. I haven't had a Christmas party in, I don't think I've ever had a Christmas party. <laughs> Tis the season. Holy shit. Yeah, it's December. Happy holidays, everyone. Fuck, I was going to, oh, I was going to start this episode with happy holidays and I fucked up and I didn't say it. God damn it. All good. All good. Um, but yeah, in, in saying that, going back to the Tony Robbins video. Yeah, honestly, fuck that dude. I'm glad I called that dude out. <laughs> yeah like those those types of people and Gary Vee's different in the sense of like he actually gives kind of real world advice not just blanket term shit and he has like a lot of shit to back it up with he's like hey I built this fucking digital e-com empire and this is what how I did it so um I still kind of like as much as cringy as it is um with Gary Vee he, he, you know, he, he's got the, he's got the shit to back it up with. Actually, someone on TikTok, I think Caitlin sent it to me. Someone on TikTok, um, did like a Gary V impression and it's the funniest fucking video ever. Um, if you watch it, it's like a girl in like a white shirt doing like Gary V impressions. It's hilarious. Um, so yeah, having that. So yeah, going back to my point of that video hitting that milestone is such a big deal because it, it's mine and that's why I'm so ecstatic about it. It's really, really has uh, motivated me to do concentrate more on my YouTube channel. Now, I have been working on something. This isn't like no big things coming or something like that. I just don't want to spoil it because I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to like finish it because I'm kind of shooting it as I'm writing it, as I'm planning it in the se- in in that sense because with scripted content, I kind of feel like, well, with my own shit, I can take it as my own pace. You know, I'm not going to write like half a short film then get on to set and then just be like, oh, actually, <laughs> let's, let's do this and let's do that. Um, it's easier for my YouTube channel to be like, oh, yeah, cool, because it's just me. 
I can just be like, all right, let's shoot this scene and then I'll go out and shoot it. I don't know. <laughs> let's go shoot this scene. Yeah, I just say it to that myself because there's fucking nobody else helping me. <laughs> um, but yeah, there is something I've been working on which I'm really fucking excited to um, release. Um, oh God, that definitely sounded like a big things coming thing. It's nothing like that. But but in the meantime, I was actually going to... I'm going to release that video pretty soon is what I'm trying to say in the next like couple of weeks. But something, you know, the reason why I haven't been posting anything on my YouTube channel is because the last like two videos have kind of been like a reactive one. Like one was like the Karen from Brighton video. Then the one before that was a Tony Robbins one. And I'm like, all right, I want to do more of like a sketch, more of like a scripted one. And that's what I'm working on right now. But... Um, and that's the reason why I've been holding off for ages because I was like, I want to do a scripted video, release that, then another reaction video. But something came across my desk today. I, I say as if I've got assistance. No, I just found something today that I think is fucking hilarious that I'm definitely going to react to. Um, and I'm going to, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna do that tomorrow. So the day this podcast comes out, I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to upload it this week at some point. Then next week's episode, I'll talk about it. So... Yeah, very exciting. <laughs> um, and yeah, because doing shit like that just gives me more content to talk about, you know. So in saying that, um, you know what? I think I'm going to try and wrap this podcast episode early um, just because I like I am feeling better today. Don't don't worry about me. You know, I'm good. I've been seeing a therapist for like five years. I'm good. All right, don't. Don't stress about my mental health. I've got it under control. Uh, but today has been a shit day and it has kind of worn me down, even after two coffees. Um, you know what? I really should kind of study that because I'm just in, genuinely intrigued about like living with anxiety and depression. It's just switching between the two and I can't, like it's all unpredictable. I just woke up today and I was like, I feel fucking miserable <laughs> and that feeling has shaken off, which is good. Um, but yeah, I should probably try and figure out more about that because I'm genuinely intrigued. Actually, you know what? I should probably just talk to my therapist about it. <laughs> They're the most qualified people, which is what I do talk about in my Tony Robbins video if you haven't watched it already. Anyways, I'm going to finish off on a high because uh, I was going to do a YouTube video about this, but it's not worth it. It's not worth it unless I have like a shitload of stuff. Maybe I will down the track because I've really got to hunt for this kind of shit. I did a TikTok about crazy shit that I found on Facebook Marketplace. And oh my God. Um, I, I'm i just going to bring them up now. The stuff that I found because it was really funny. Before we get into this, the thing that kind of kicked off this TikTok idea is I found this guy... <laughs> selling monitors like computer monitors and the way uh, this dude must have been desperate for money because the way he advertised I mean he had like thick anime chicks on the fucking wallpaper <laughs> if you're from Melbourne if you saw it please comment because that was the funniest shit I've I was cackling I was like man this guy is desperate to move these monitors to have like because all like big curved ones as well it just had like these thick anime girls on there it was the funniest shit ever and that kind of ticked my brain off i was like there's a lot of crazy shit on facebook marketplace and i remember when i was in the states they have offer up as well uh, i don't know if that's still an app i hope it is because it's kind of like the gum tree of america actually america is gum tree as well i'm pretty sure 
um, anyways, because I was like hunting film cameras like crazy over there. Um, so they've got offer up in Facebook Marketplace. And I remember being in Florida looking at offer up and trying to find like a film camera and just seeing some weird fucking shit on there. Um, so maybe I'll do a, maybe I will make a YouTube video of like a Florida version because it's kind of just easy to think of like the crazy shit they have. But even my hometown, shout out to Ola Dollar. I'll see you in a fucking, in a few weeks because the border's open, bitch. Um, they, Ola Dollar had some pretty funny shit as well. Just like, nothing like too hectic, just random shit that you just look at and you're like, oh yeah, people in Ola Dollar would sell that. <laughs> so... Anyways, I'm going to quickly go through what I found. The first one is like a full racing setup, like the racing chair, controller, and the monitor, kind of like the simulator, racing simulator. And I just found that hilarious because I was just like, oh, yeah, he he probably lives with his mum. His mum was like, yo, you got you to get your shit together. You're in your 30s. You need to sell that and just move out, you know, like, um, your stepdad's moving in, Greg doesn't want your shit here, get out, <laughs> I'm gonna have these photos pop up on the video version, uh, so one, Warwick, don't forget to put these in the video version, and two, if you're listening to this, just quickly pop over the video version, and you'll get what I'm saying, so next one that I had was... <laughs> Again, some people have some really funny tactics on how they sell shit. Um, this guy is completely shirtless, lifting dumbbell weights. And I just had this like funny joke of just like, you know, when you get banned off Tinder, so Facebook Marketplace is your next best bet. <laughs> um, honestly, if you want to know what people, what it's like uh, being in my hometown now, being on the South Coast in general, it's going to fucking generalize it. Actually, that's a good idea. I'm probably going to do a South Coast one because um, growing up in Oladala, like, that's okay. It's it, it's fine, I guess, to an extent growing up there. But Nara is, like, where all the crazy shit happens. So this is, like, the type of shit that you would see in Nara selling on Facebook Marketplace because they got banned off Tinder. And then the next one was, like, this... Volkswagen combi van kind of thing. And I just thought of like, fuck, you know, they're the type of people that they're probably having a midlife crisis, to be honest with you. And they're just like, yeah, let's, you know, sell all of our shit. And like, they come across one, uh, like traveler Instagram page and they're like, yeah, let's sell up all of our shit and just travel around the like country in this like combi van and start like an Instagram and stuff. But then they realize like how much money it actually costs to like maintain a combi van. And they're like, yeah, you know, it's probably not worth it. We should probably sell this and go back to our jobs. <laughs> Which is funny because I actually did a job for HP, the computer company. Um, and we had a Volkswagen van for it, like a combi van. And man, that thing broke down like crazy. It was only like, oh God, we only needed like three shots, I think, of it. Um, I don't know where that ad is now. It's probably long gone. Um, but yeah, they, I remember we had the combi van. I was trying to fly the drone and like follow it along like St. Kilda Beach at sunrise. Fucking beautiful, by the way. Actually, no, the... Uh, I don't want to call any... Well, actually, I don't know who did it, but whoever colored it kind of fucked it up, but... Um, 
Yeah, because like, I only shot it. But yeah, that was like a cool shoot to have. But that combi van broke down so many times in the space of like an hour. It, I think it broke down four times in an hour, I want to say. And that's being conservative. <laughs> and then the last one, we're just like these group of like hippie poncho type people trying to like get a new roommate and like that's a cover photo is them in like dirty ponchos and I just like had this bit where I was like oh yeah you know you gotta you gotta get a new housemate because you gotta have more money to buy your pingers for rainbow serpent and your bush door festivals and then you can definitely also smell this picture <laughs> which is funny because I remember um and like no shade no shade to these people if you want to live in these like dirty ponchos so be it but understand that people will clown on you people clown on me so you know i'm just passing on the favor (laughs) but i remember these people like getting on and i don't know maybe it's a generalization but i remember these people like getting on the train and they were wearing like these dirty and they, they smelled so bad they smelled so fucking bad um and they had like brand new iphones and i was like come on I thought you guys were like the anti-capitalist type and you have brand new iPhones. Come on, get out of here, guy. I actually had another bit where I was thinking of like, oh yeah, you know, when you want to, when you come from like a rich family and when you like defy like, you know, your family's um, values and shit like that, (laughs) which is also, also kind of true. I did a job where that happened. It was like a pretty rich person's house and the son came home and he was just like, actually, he was kind of cool as fuck, to be honest with you. Um, His parents were like mad conservatives because they were ultra, ultra rich. And they said some shit like, oh, so awkward. Like, because the dad wasn't home, but the mum was there and we were all having lunch. And then they're like, oh, the people are working with. See, I'm just, you'll never know. You'll never know who I'm talking about, so I can't get in trouble. See what happens when you've been in this industry for nearly 10 years? You know how to get away with this shit. Because <laughs> who knows? This story could be completely fucking false. Anyways, we're all sitting around having lunch, and the people I'm working with are asking, oh, so what do you do? And I think he was saying he's doing... Um, Uh, like social studies or something like, you know, to help the community, like help disabled people or something like that. And they're like, oh yeah, that's really cool. And then he's, oh God, the shade this dude threw towards his dad that wasn't there at the time was just like, oh yeah, um, I was originally enrolled in doing like being a lawyer or something like that, but that's not what daddy wanted. And I was like, "Mm," like, oh God, you could cut the air with a fucking knife. But I was also like, fight the power like you know low key i was just like i'm with you dude fuck f- fuck the rich eat the rich kind of <laughs> um so yeah uh this is see it's not all bad in my industry you do have some fucking crazy stories in saying that i want to do an episode where i do talk about crazy shit that I because I worked a lot of fucking shitty jobs before this became a full-time gig um, and I do want to talk in depth about them and um, maybe I'll do a dedicated episode but I kind of want to like trickle those stories throughout throughout our time together in these podcast episodes because you know it's, it's, most of them I've just forgotten I've just blocked out of my memory but there are some like really cool ones I kind of want to talk about because I think that's like cool to kind of 
tell people, hey, you know, haven't always been a fucking, you know, filmmaker and worked with all these bands and traveled the world. I've worked these shitty ass jobs before. So, yeah, in saying that, I'm wrapping it up. I'm wrapping it up. I'm calling it a night. I'm going to go play some PlayStation or some shit like that. If you have enjoyed this episode, please. If you're listening on iTunes, give it a five-star rating. I'd really appreciate it. If you're watching on YouTube, remember, always like, comment, subscribe. Um, I've also got an email, matesratespod at gmail.com. If you ever want to shoot me a story or something that I should talk about, a link, whatever, matesratespodcast on Instagram as well. If you just want to shoot me a DM or follow me there. In saying that, thank you so much for checking out this episode. I really do appreciate everyone that is listening. There's a small group of us, but hey, I prefer... you know, small, close group of friends than a lot of snakes. I don't know. There was something in there with that, but I kind of fucked that up miserably. <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, you know, it's growing. Our little, our little friend group is growing. I appreciate it. So thank you so much. And I will I'll see you guys next week. Have a good week, everyone. Peace. <laughs>